you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Move the Sticks presented by the Ford F-Series. DJ here in studio in Los Angeles. And this is a coast-to-coast episode of Move the Sticks because... My guy Bucky Brooks is joining us from Orlando, Florida. Got the, what is it called, Bucky? The Camping World Bowl? What's the name of this bowl game? Yeah, Camping World Bowl. So I'm going to see Oklahoma State take on the Virginia Tech Hokies. Yeah, we're going to get to that game and preview that a little bit later on in the show. But Bucky, for those that don't know, how, how many times a week can they find us here on Move the Sticks? Come on, they know they can catch us three times a week. We got the Sunday night slash Monday show, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thursdays, obviously, is the video show that you're watching right now. Yeah, and if you're if you're listening to this show, the audio pod version of it, you can catch the video. Just go to NFL.com slash MTS video or NFL Now. You can see what we're talking about here. Uh, Bucky, on today's show, what do we got coming up? It's a busy one. I know that. Well, obviously, it's the week 17. It's the finale. So we got to make sure we preview all those games. we got playoff implications that we want to discuss, players that we're going to miss in the playoffs, and the New Year's Bowl game preview. We're going to talk about it. we got the picks, too. Oh, yeah. we got a lot to get to. Also, an interview with Connor Williams, a very talented offensive tackle from Texas. Get a chance to chat with him. A very interesting conversation uh, indeed. All right. Before uh, we get to some of these playoff previews, Buck, uh, or sorry, these games that could lead uh, to the playoffs, the big news to me for the week, we're going to get a chance to see uh, Patrick Mahomes in action for the Kansas City Chiefs. Expectations for the young Mr. Mahomes. I mean, I think it's exciting. I think everyone in Chiefs, in Chiefs kingdom has been excited for this moment. They want to see what the young guy is going to do. And when you looked at him in the preseason, he was nothing short of spectacular. He completed 63% of his passes, four touchdowns, no interceptions, had a 109.3 passer rating. And DJ, he's everything that we thought he was at Texas Tech. Spectacular talent, big arm gunslinger. He's a little undisciplined, but he's a playmaker. He is going to dazzle you with the wild plays. You just wonder, can he avoid the big mistake? He will get a great challenge this weekend. We'll get a chance to see if he's ready to be the starter in 2018. And for those that haven't heard our take on Patrick Mahomes, we had him in studio. He was excellent to have uh, in the studio going through some ball, and he's 
really, really a football intelligent guy, but his style of play and how he's going to be used, Bucky, remember we said screens and scrambles. He lives <laughs> on screens and scrambles, and I anticipate we're going to see more of that here once he gets on an NFL field. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's his game. He wants to play off the cuff. He's unscripted. Um, he's unpredictable. But when you go back, and I had to go back and look at all the preseason stuff, he is spectacular. He does some things that you can't see many guys do. We will see if they can kind of harness this guy because if they can, they could have a star in their hands. All right, let's jump into this uh, big week of uh, action here in the NFL. But first, look at the playoff picture starting here in the AFC, and it's it's pretty simple here. There's only two teams left in the hunt that aren't we're currently in right now. You look at the Chargers and the Bills, jockeying for position with the Titans and the Ravens. Those four teams kind of battling it out here for those two spots. The the Patriots twelve and three, the one seed. The the Steelers in the two seed. Jags three. Chiefs locked into the four seed. So. A uh, pretty interesting selection here in the AFC. It's going to be a very competitive playoff when you look at that group of teams. And then we flip it over to the NFC, and I think it's even more tight here. You look at only one team on the outside looking in with a chance here. That's the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they're battling here for position with the Atlanta Falcons to get that last spot. you got the Eagles at the number one seed locked in. Minnesota sitting there at two. The Rams at three. The Saints at four. The Panthers at five. And, again, the Falcons and the Seahawks jockeying for position there. So it is wide open when you get to the NFC, no question. And that gets us to our first game here, Buck. Big implications, Panthers at Falcons. Give me a player to watch in this game. It's about Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman is the most important player on the Falcons' offense. He's kind of the guy that makes it go when it comes to their running game. When I look at Devontae Freeman, he hasn't necessarily played up to expectation because he only has two 100-yard games. In this game, they need him to be a factor. He not only has to be a factor as the runner, but he has to make some plays in the passing game. Matt Ryan is going to need him to provide some balance because if he does, then I think they'll be able to get to Julio Jones and some of the other weapons in the passing game. Yeah, and you look at this Carolina team, Bucky. They uh, they need some help. They win this game, get some help. There's a chance they could end up getting a first-round bye. Atlanta, it's pretty simple. They win, um, and, and they got a chance to get into the postseason. So uh, that's going to be interesting to watch with a lot on the line here. I'm going to go James Bradbury as my player to watch for the Carolina Panthers. I think he's kind of quietly become one of the better young corners in the league. He can play physical at the line of scrimmage, match up with bigger, more physical wide receivers, which he's going to see in this game, no doubt, with the Atlanta Falcons, and he plays the ball really well down the field. I think he's an outstanding player. I think he's going to be a key guy to watch in this game. Yeah, I mean, I think he is an outstanding player. I think their defense has played terrific. One thing that has changed about the Carolina Panthers' defense is they're playing more man-to-man, a little more aggressive on the defense coordinator, Steve Wilkes. They're going to pressure the quarterback and see if he can hold up, but that means you got to be one-on-one on Julio Jones. Bradbury has played a big role. All right, who do you like in this game? Pick a winner. I mean, I think the Carolina Panthers are destined to win this. I think Carolina is the best team. They're peaking at the right time. Cam Newton is on fire. I think this is the team that we need to watch. I think they certainly can make their way all the way to the winner's circle. I thought the Falcons last week kind of spent themselves a little bit against the Saints, didn't finish drives, got stopped multiple times inside the three-yard line. That was their game they had to win. I don't know if they have enough in the tank left over for this one. I like the Carolina Panthers as well. Jags at Titans. This is 425 Eastern on CBS. Give me a player to watch in this game. It's all about the quarterback, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota has to step up. This is a win-or-go-home game. We need to see if he can handle the pressure of being that as a franchise quarterback. And he's been a little disappointing this year. When I look at his touchdown-to-interception ratio, he's sitting at a 12-15 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. That is not what you want to see. But more disturbing is his lack of accuracy and some of the decisions that we're seeing him make from the pocket. 
He needs to exhibit better judgment. He needs to be on point. And the problem is he's dealing with a Jacksonville defense that is outstanding on the edges. They can rush the pass. They also can lock you down with Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye. We will see if Marcus Mariota is ready to take the next step to being a VIP player at the position or if the Tennessee Titans need to continue to find a way to support him. It'll be interesting to see how the Jags handle this game. Not much to play for for them. Tennessee Titans, everything to play for, winning in. Uh, I, I still, though, I think this Jacksonville defense, they, they had their pride challenged a little bit last week against Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. And Miles Jack would be my player to watch in this game. So many other great players on that defensive front. We talk about the Pro Bowl corners. He kind of gets lost in the shuffle there at the second level. He is an elite playmaker. Get his hands on the football. He's a dynamic blitzer. He can play sideline to sideline. I think he's going to be key in this game, matching up with Marcus Mariota. These two guys, now you remember, they go back to college. This is UCLA, Oregon all over again. Now they see each other a couple times a year inside the division. I think Miles Jack is going to need to have a good game here to keep Marcus Mariota struggling, which has been kind of a struggle for him throughout the year. I'd keep an eye on Miles Jack. All right, who's winning this game, Buck? The Jacksonville Jaguars. This is an important game. They're trying to build momentum heading into the postseason. They already got a playoff sellout. Uh, I think the Jags want to bounce back after being embarrassed in San Francisco. I think they win this one. I think he win it big. Yeah, I don't know if it's the smart thing to do. I can make a case it might be wise just to rest everybody, see the same Tennessee team again next week at home when you're rested and ready to roll. But to me, I, I, I'm with you. I think Jacksonville wins, wins this game because they want to get some, some positive momentum headed into the postseason, get that taste out of their mouth from that San Francisco game. I like the Jags. Bengals at Ravens. Ravens. Win in their end. There's a lot of other ways they could get in as well, but still a lot to play for for them. Bengals trying to play spoiler. This is 425 Eastern on CBS. Uh, give me a player to watch here, Buck. Alex Collins, the running back for the Baltimore Ravens, is the guy to keep your eye on. He is a guy that has really helped this offense kind of come come back from a midseason slump. He has been terrific. He is on pace maybe to get a thousand yards. He has 895 heading to this game. So with a hundred yard game, he would get over that mark. And what he's really done is he's given them balance when they really commit to running the football and giving them the ball 15 to 18 times, it has really made life easy for Joe Flacco. I think he has to be a guy that is successful early in the game so they can really take those shots down the field to Mike Wallace and others off play action. Nah, he's been a, a nice find for the Ravens. I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball for him and go to their leader, Terrell Suggs. When they get in important games, doesn't get any more important than this, win and end for the Ravens. Suggs has a way of, of stepping up his play and making impact plays, not only getting to the quarterback, but get the football out on his way to a Hall of Fame, uh, no doubt in my opinion. I thought some people kind of questioned that maybe coming into this year. He's a borderline guy. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer with the sustained success that he's had, a, a big year for him. I think he steps up in a big way and helps the Ravens. I won't spoil my pick. I'll let you go first here, Buck, but who do you like? <laughs> I mean, you're a bit of a homer. I'm going to go to Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> uh, their team is playing really, really well. The defense is outstanding. Still looking for that consistency on offense. But look, heading to last week, they had been averaging over 30 points a game their last seven or so games. And so this is a team that needs to get on track. They're dangerous because they know how to win when they get into the tournament. They'll win this game because they understand how important it is for them to win, to get in. All right, before I get to my pick, did you just fall off your chair out there, Buck? What happened? No, no, I was plugging up my computer. I was losing a little juice, so I went out there and I, I plugged it into the, the, the outlet to make sure I had a little juice. See, the guys behind the glass were claiming that you fell off your chair. I didn't see it. I know you're a better athlete than that. They, no, they, they I didn't have understanding. No, I was, I was trying to be slick while the B-roll was playing. I was trying to duck down so I could lean and put the thing into the outlet and come back before my beautiful 
face was back on the screen. <laughs> That's a veteran move. I like the Ravens, by the way, as well. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens for all the reasons you just mentioned. Those teams we just talked about there, you talk about the Falcons, the Titans, the Ravens, pretty simple for them. Win and you're in. These next group of teams we're going to talk about need a little bit of help, but they got to handle their business first. Raiders at Chargers. The Chargers still alive here, Buck. Need a little bit of help, but they have to take care of the Raiders if they're going to get in here. Uh, who's a player to watch? Who do you like? Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is the guy to watch. Keenan Allen has bounced back coming off that injury last year. He's reestablished himself as one of the top receivers in the game. Dominant playmaker on the outside. Dynamic route runner. He could have his way with these Raiders corners. And even though Sean Smith has played better of late, I think Keenan Allen wins this matchup. He has 1,200 yards coming into the game, five touchdowns. I think he has a 100-yard game and has a couple more touchdowns. I think this is a big game. Phillip Rivers going to target him early and often. Yeah, I'm going to go to the running back for them, Melvin Gordon. I know he's a little bit beat up. Uh, if you can get some balance going. I thought last week the Raiders' defense played at a pretty high level against the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Foles. I think you're the Chargers. You want to be balanced here. Get that run game cranked up a little bit. Take some of that pressure off Phillip Rivers. Um, you know, I think defensively the Chargers match up very well against the Raiders. But offensively, you talk about Keenan Allen, I think it's the run game. If they can get that going, I like their chances in this game. Uh, who do you see winning it? I think the Chargers win. I, I'm a big believer in the Chargers. I thought the Chargers were one of the best teams in this mix. I think of all the teams that are kind of hovering around that six seed, I think this is a team that actually could win games. Uh, their pass rush is going to be too much. I think that is the difference. I think they win by a touchdown. Yeah, that was the big key in the Raiders' loss last week, that Philadelphia front, their pass rush got after them. I think the same thing could happen here. I go the Chargers to win this football game. If you're a Charger fan, by the way, keep an eye on that Tennessee game. You need the Titans to lose. And there's a couple other scenarios that you need the Titans to lose. Uh, a Titans loss and a Buffalo loss, you're in. A Titans loss and a Baltimore win or tie, you're in. And then if for some reason the Chargers tie, you would need a Tennessee loss and a Buffalo loss. So there's all your complicated scenarios there for the Chargers. Bills at Dolphins, again, 425 Eastern CBS, player to watch, Buck. Tyrod Taylor for the Buffalo Bills. Tyrod Taylor is trying to make his coach right for his Nathan Peterman decision. If Tyrod Taylor plays a good game, maybe the Buffalo Bills sneak into the playoffs and all is forgotten when it comes to Peterman playing against the Chargers. This is a game where Tyrod needs to bring his A game. When you look at the numbers, he's completing 62% of his passes. He has a 13-4 to touchdown interception ratio, but he hasn't really been dominant in the game. I need to see him be a dominant player in this game, not only as a thrower, but as a rusher. He has to have a big performance as a dual threat. They're going to need points against what is really uh, an explosive and dynamic defense from Miami. Yeah, you mentioned Tyrod Taylor. I'll flip it over to the other side of the ball and, and make Kiko Alonso my player to watch because you got to find a way to control Tyrod. you got to find a way to control LeSean McCoy. you got to have somebody that can play laterally. The Bills love to get on the perimeter in their run game, and that's where a guy like Kiko Alonso with his speed and range can be a big factor in this football game. So I'm keeping my eye on number 47 for the Dolphins. All right, who do you like winning this game, Buck? The Bills, let me give you their scenario here. They win, the Ravens lose their end. They win, the Chargers lose or tie. Tennessee would also have to lose or tie. They'd be in. And then you have Buffalo tie, which is my favorite scenario. You need a Chargers <laughs> loss plus a Tennessee loss. So a couple different things need to happen there. The, the easiest way, I would say, is if they win and Baltimore were to lose, they would be in. But who do you like winning this game? I'm going to say Buffalo takes care of business. Buffalo gets to win. This is a huge game. I think they can find a way to sneak in. I think the Bills get it done. All right. Everything to play for for Buffalo, nothing to play for for Miami. But every year we see something kind of weird happen at this time of year. I think this is that game. 
can't give you an exact reason. I just think Miami at home inside the division, they play spoiler. I think they knock off the Buffalo Bills in this one. Cardinals. Wow. Hey, I got to go bold. You got to go Jay bold. Cutler. Yeah, he's still living right. in a hotel, man. He wants to he wants to uh, leave that hotel on a on a high note there. I can't imagine the number of hotel points he's got living there the whole oh, season. Oh, he's he's been he's been killing it. I, I do wonder. You think he's a Hilton or a Marriott? Uh, I think he's probably a Marriott guy and I think that uh the vacation's not going to cost him. Him and Kristen Cavallari can take the kids and no uh no cost vacation <laughs> with all those points they can cash in. Cardinals <laughs> at Seahawks player to watch here, Buck. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is the player to watch because Jimmy Graham is the most explosive red zone weapon that the Seahawks have. Ten touchdowns this season. Big body playmaker. He does a great job of posting up smallest defenders in the red area. This is a team that has really struggled. Russell Wilson has had to do everything. But Jimmy Graham has been a nice partner in the passing game because they can't run it down in the red zone. They're going to have to find a way to throw it over the top. I think this guy finds a way to get it done. He has to be an alley-oop specialist for the Seahawks to win. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I, I like that one. I'm just going to make it easy and go to the quarterback. Russell Wilson said he'd have to be Superman last week uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Actually, didn't end up having to be Superman. Their defense stepped up and played really, really well, and uh, and Russell was just solid. Didn't have to be special. But I'll keep an eye on him in this game. Everything on the line, you want to try and get in the postseason, you rely on your best player. Russell Wilson, to me, is clearly the best player on this football team. Uh, he's one I'm keeping my eye on here. I think he can be a major, major difference maker between these two squads. Uh, everything seems to point towards Seattle. Who knows? Maybe Arizona can spoil it. Who do you like, Buck? Uh, I'm going to go with Seattle. I don't think Arizona has a chance. I think they're not motivated. They're talking about the coach not being there. I think at the end of the day, that's enough to push Seattle over the top. Yeah, Seattle, if they win and Atlanta loses, they're in. So that's pretty simple there for them. Uh, I'm going to go with Seattle as well. Everything to play for. I think Russell Wilson is the major difference maker there. Uh, they get it done in a big one. All right, this is uh, just some of the games we're talking about here. If you want a preview for all the games, you got to watch NFL Pick'em. Uh, that's the show where we go through every single game along with all the other podcasts. You've got Dave Damashek and his crew around the NFL as well as Game Theory and Money. We will preview all the shows. That comes Saturday, 8 a.m., 3 p.m., and 11 p.m. Eastern, and Sunday, 6 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. You can find the NFL Pick'em show. All right, Bucky, it's time now for Push Past the Expected, presented by Visa. Talking some guys that need to go above and beyond in this week's games. Let's go to a piece here. Lead us off. Brandon Cooks for the New England Patriots. Brandon Cooks is the quietest 1,000-yard receiver in the league. No one really <laughs> is talking about him. But this dude is averaging 16.7 yards per catch. He has seven receptions of 40 yards or more. He's going to take the top off the defense. Tom Brady loves to find him on those vertical routes like we just see in there in the clip. I believe he's a guy that needs to continue to step his game up. He has to get ready for a big postseason because they're going to need him to be a star if they can go as far as we think they can. Yeah, I think he's got a chance to be big in the postseason. I'm going to go to the Saints in their secondary. I'm not going to go with the rookie, Marshawn Lattimore. I'm going to go with the other rookie, the safety, Marcus Williams out of Utah, who's been outstanding, if not for the play of uh, these other rookies in their class with Alvin Kamara, and you look at uh, what they've got with Ramchick at tackle and obviously Marshawn Lattimore corner. Marcus Williams quietly had an outstanding year as a high safety, excellent range over the top, a playmaker for the Saints. I look for him to have a big game against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, get his hands on some footballs. I think he does go above and beyond this week. Who do you got next, Buck? You know, I'm going to go with Nick Foles as the next guy that needs to step up. And I know, boy, everyone is crying and saying that Philadelphia has no chance. They're really, really down on Nick Foles after that Monday night performance. And it's understandable. But remember, he is just settling into the quarterback one role. Doug Peterson, those guys will work 
with him. This is a big week because they want to get some of, some of the rust off, kind of figure out what he can do very, very well. I believe this is a huge game. Even if he's only in the game for a half, I think he kind of steps up, finds a way to find his rhythm, and gets a little momentum going into the postseason. Yeah, I need to speed it up. We talked about that on the pod the other day. All right, I'm going to go to a game that not many folks are going to pay attention to, and that's Cleveland-Pittsburgh and Deshaun Kaiser. I'm, pay, I'm paying attention to it. Are you? I'm going to pay attention to it. I'm uh, paying attention to it. Yes, I am. Okay, so I'm going to go Kaiser because, young man, it's in your hands. You can prevent an 0-16 disaster. Doesn't happen often in the NFL. Detroit Lions can attest to that. You don't want to join that fraternity. Deshaun Kaiser, if he can step up, have a big game against the Steelers, he can save this team from the humiliation of having an 0-16 season. But, Bucky, he's going to have to play much better than we have seen him play thus far. I mean, he's going to have to dig deep and pull one out <laughs> for them. He's going to need the lucky leprechaun to join him on the sideline. For them to knock off the Pittsburgh Steelers is going to be a tough task. I, I, I do like what they potentially have in terms of Josh Gordon having a matchup on the outside. But, man, Deshaun Kaiser has struggled so much this year with turnovers. <laughs> I just wonder how is he going to be able to do it. But maybe for one week, for one week, he can be Brian Sipe and lead these guys to a win. Yeah, that would definitely qualify as pushing past the expected. And that's uh, what we do there in that segment. That's push past the expected, and it is presented by Visa. Hopkins with a juggling grab. Does he make it? Yes! Touchdown, DeAndre Hopkins. Prescott flips a pass to Elliott. Foot race far side, 30. Elliott is in. Touchdown, Dallas. Another sack for Jones. No contest. It is picked up by Darius Slay. Ryan looks. It is picked up by the Lions. Deflected and picked up by Darius Slay right sideline. That's what they do. Takes the snap, pulls the ball down. There's the sidearm sling. Touchdown, 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo with an unbelievable throw. How great is this fake album cover we have here? A little ode to the boys to men here. This is our move to sticks. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. The bootleg version because we don't have access to the real audio there, Buck. But we're both we're both uh, children of the 90s, grew up with that 90s R&B. So we're talking about players we're going to miss. We're going to be sorely missed here in the postseason. They're not going to be there, and it kind of bums us out a little bit. Yeah, I'm bummed out about some of the players that are on this list. And, you know, I'm just – I'd have to go no further than Monday night. DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to miss seeing DeAndre Hopkins in the postseason. This is a guy that has been one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League the last three or four years and continues to do so. Quietly, DJ, he is almost over the 1,400-yard mark. He has 13 touchdowns this season. And when you think about all the quarterback issues that this team has had after Deshaun Watson has gone down, it's remarkable. But this is what he's done throughout his career. The fact that he is not going to be in the postseason – it's going to be one of the biggest losses because I think he's a terrific player. He needs to play on a big stage so everyone can appreciate his talents and his game. Real quick on him, Buck. Has he been your sunshine after the rain? He has been. He has been. It's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard to say goodbye to DeAndre Hopkins. Let's get through it together. Uh, I'm going to go with Khalil Mack, one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Coming into the season, we thought this Oakland Raiders team had a chance to make a deep run into the postseason. Not going to happen. The Raiders will not be there. We won't get a chance to see one of the most dominant defenders in the postseason. Khalil Mack can take over a football game. I'm going to miss seeing him come off the edge there, Buck, and uh, have to wait. Have to wait a long off season before we see 52 in, uh, in silver and black once again. 
Yeah, it's kind of sad because this is a team that we thought was primed and ready to make a run at the Super Bowl. They really un- underperformed on both sides of the ball. Offensively, they can't get it done. Defensively, I thought we'd see more. They have played well of late since John Pagano has taken over that defense. Uh, not this year, but maybe next year we get a chance to see Khalil Mack dancing in the postseason. All right, give me the next one here. Who you got? Uh, the best quarterback in football, Jimmy GQ. I'm going to miss Jimmy Garoppolo. I only have one more week of Jimmy Garoppolo, and I don't know what I'm going to do in the postseason without seeing him. This guy is everything that we thought he could be and beyond. He is a franchise quarterback. He has made the San Francisco 49ers better. With the same cast of characters that were 1 in 10, he has come in and really energized them. His leadership, his competitiveness, his poise, his clutch ability in two-minute situations, he's everything. I think we're looking at the next great quarterback in the National Football League develop right before our eyes. Bucky, I don't know where you've been or what you've been through, but I think, <laughs> but I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot there with you and Jimmy G. Yeah, yeah. We're going through it right now. I'm going to miss him. Man, I love that album. I'm going to go A.J. Green. A.J. Green in the postseason. We've seen that Cincinnati Bengals team come up short once they get to the postseason several times. And it's unfortunate because I think A.J. Green is one of the premier wide receivers in the league. We've seen a guy like Larry Fitzgerald kind of cement his legacy by what he's done in the postseason. I want to see A.J. Green get that opportunity, see them win some football games and make a run, and he can get appreciated for the great player that he is. But it ain't happening this year. Uh, this Cincinnati Bengals team has been really, really poor. Even though A.J. Green goes over 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns, had a solid year, uh, we will not see him in the postseason. I'll be honest with you, Bucky, it, it, it hurts my heart a little bit. <laughs> it hurts you up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's a talented player. I, yeah, I'm used to seeing the Cincinnati Bengals. I want to say they've gone to five straight postseasons. So now for A.J. Green to be on the outside looking in, not necessarily used to seeing that scenario. I was going to do one more riff from that song, but it, nobody wants to hear that. So I'll let that one go, and we can transition over to the college football game here, Buck, because before we get to these picks, had a chance to, to sit down and talk with one of the top offensive line prospects in the upcoming draft. Well, as you know, if you've been listening and following along with the podcast, one of the highlights for us during the fall has been this series, the Back to Campus series on NFL.com, where we've seen a, a story be told about one of the top players in college football on a weekly basis. And this week, it's one of the most fascinating ones because it's told by the player. Connor Williams penned the article for NFL.com, a talented offensive tackle from the University of Texas. And it is a must-read. You need to check it out. Uh, in the meantime, we're, we are stoked to have Connor uh, with us here on the Move the Sticks podcast. Connor, I appreciate you taking some time uh, for us here on the show. Uh, look, the, the time you've had at Texas, I mean, we could go an hour just on the ups and downs throughout your career there at Texas. But even though you weren't on the field in the game the other night, how, how satisfying was it to see the Longhorns finish up with a positive note here in your final year there? Uh, thank you for having me, first off. And it, w- it was amazing to see. I, I made sure I could get to the game to see my brothers uh, playing and be in the stands supporting. And it was so amazing to see them uh, be able to come together in the last game of the season and and ultimately ultimately do what needed to be done and finally um get a bowl game victory for Texas which we haven't been in a bowl game in the last three years yeah no it's a big win for the Longhorns and you look at the kind of turnaround of this program you've been a big part of it I want to go though after reading this article I want to go back way before you get to uh to Austin in, in your college career talk about your upbringing because a lot of the focus of this article you talk about which I think people would have a hard time believing seeing you right now. But you, as a kid, you got bullied quite a bit as a youngster and how that kind of molded you and shaped you and motivated you and, and really kind of is a, is a big reason after reading the piece of why you are where you are today. 
Yes, sir. Um, it, it was a very difficult time in my life, but most of all, it was it was focusing on adversity, and it was one of the most adversity-driven things I've ever been through in life. And so it was just having to overcome the adversity and and having to find out who I was and find out the people that had my back behind me to get through the process that I had to go through. One of the things you mentioned in the piece is that uh, your dad put together a gym in the in the garage, I believe, and you guys got on a nice little training regimen there, a little some, some P90X mixed in there. Give us an idea of what that gym looked like and what your workouts were like as a youngster. I guess this probably put you, what, eighth, ninth grade when you guys were grinding in the garage? Yes, sir. It was about, it was about eighth, um, and we were – one day I said, okay, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to start changing my body, and the next day he had screwed – screwed pull-up bars up in the uh up in the ceiling <laughs> got weights and everything got a tv a, a dvd player and got p90x and first off i was like okay what's this and after the first workout i mean at 5 30 in the morning it it started working and and we started doing it every single day and so it was um it was a journey we had together and he really helped me through it I'm just upset, though, with your dad on one point because you're talking to a guy who played the quarterback position. Your older brother played the quarterback position. But I understand your dad said, no, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to play quarterback. <laughs> what, what's, what goes behind dad's decision there? Because I think we could be talking about one of the, more, the bigger, more physical quarterback prospects to ever enter the National Football League if he had just let you play the position. Uh, growing up and seeing Dalton play in high school and everything, it was – it was fun to see him being the leader of the team and being a quarterback. And, and so I was always like, uh, around my family, I want to be the quarterback. And he always, he always, no, we're not having another quarterback. And of course it kind of got me down a little bit, but I mean, you can lead through other positions and, and I found my fit in my, in my niche and, um, in playing offensive line. Now I want to ask you get on the field a little bit, because when I studied you last year over the summer, things that stood out to me. A lot of times you get a guy that's kind of nasty in the run game. you got to sacrifice a little athleticism in the passing game, and I thought you were a beautiful blend of the two, a finisher in the run game but athletic enough to match up against some elite edge rushers. Uh, what goes into your mentality in the run game versus your mentality as a pass protector? Um, when this question is asked, I usually put it where there's almost a switch and offensive play and Run blocking versus pass blocking is almost two different games. Run blocking, you have to be mean, physical, low pads and drive. And then pass blocking is almost a – it's almost not more – I mean, not technique game. It's more of a technique game where you're staying in front of them, um, more where you're a technician. want to know what you thought about – the daily matchups you'd have in high school practice because a lot of times it's a big leap for a kid to go from high school to college because you're not going to see the caliber player in high school you're getting ready to score off against in college not so for you because at your high school Coppell <laughs> Texas there you got to see Solomon Thomas a top five draft pick last year uh, the 49ers coming out of Stanford scoring off against somebody like that every day in practice at the high school level what was that like it it was it was incredible I mean Junior year was the first year I really started at tackle and started uh, doing pass sets. And I remember going over and I was I was actually playing tight in my junior year. And so they wanted me to, me to get pass sets during pass hole. And so I went over there and they put me against Solomon as my first pass set. I was like, okay, um, I, I always knew of him because, because of all the offers and all the five-star recruiting he had but 
never really spoken to him much at, starting there. And so going up against him, the first rep, I kind of beat him in, and his D-line coach got on him. And you could tell he kind of he got a little upset. And so the next play, he came off that ball and ran me straight over in the ground. <laughs> and I remember getting up and be like, okay, that's, that's what a football player is like. Yeah, that's uh, that's a nice awakening moment for you there. Uh, Definitely. How about when you when you look at yourself on tape? You know, from an athletic standpoint, from a physicality standpoint, is there an NFL player at the position at the offensive tackle position you try and model yourself after? My my favorite player is probably Tyron Smith. Just his technique and his um his p- posture playing he, he's he's a great player and I just love watching him play how about a little bit of Joe Thomas because I thought just from a pass set standpoint footwork wise you actually see I see a little bit of Joe in, in your lower half when you're when you're pass set there you spend any time studying Joe Thomas uh, of course I watched him play he's an incredible player and what he's done in the NFL has been unmatched and so he's definitely someone I like to watch and like to model my game after too all right, let's flip it over to some things you can work on going forward. I, I struggled when I went back and looked at my notes to find things um, you needed to work on. One of the things in, from a scouting standpoint, I thought every now and then you get a, a little bit over-aggressive in the run game and your head will drop a little bit. Is there anything you can think of in your game when you self-evaluate and say, okay, this is an area I need to get better at? Technique, I feel like, is something you can you can never stop getting better at. You can always improve in technique. So, of course, uh, technique and then strength goes along with that something you can never never stop improving on so i feel like my technique and strength i can continue to build upon all right before we get to our three h's which i'll explain in a second here these are the same three questions we ask every prospect we have uh come on the show i want to get one piece of information from you at the draft i don't know if you knew this but now you get a chance to to pick your own walkout music you get invited this year the draft's going to be in dallas so it's like a home game for you in the state of texas if you had to think right now, you've got some time to put this together, but you get your walkout song of choice. Uh, what is it? This is the first time I've heard of this. See, so this is big information I, for I you. I don't have a certain song to um, to go to, but it definitely probably be a country song. Okay, a little country. What are we thinking, though? Are we thinking more new country, like Darius Rucker, or are we going to go with some old school stuff? Like, what do we got yeah, here? Maybe some Cody Johnson or something. Okay. Uh, change the tables a little. I'm going to say Eric Church just because I went to Appalachian State and Eric Church is an App State guy. So you got some – you got some <laughs> Cole, go. Cole Swindells. You know, he went to Georgia Southern, so I don't really care for that that much. Uh, but you've got some options there. Country, good to know. All right, the three H's, this is where we ask you your greatest highlight, your greatest hardship, and who your hero is. So um, we do this with every single player that comes through, and we get some fascinating answers. I'll, I'll start off here. Your greatest highlight, you know, it could be as a football player on or off the field, what's been your greatest highlight during your career? I would say my greatest highlight was getting to McComb School of Business. It was something, it was one of the main reasons I went to University of Texas was for academics and getting into that business school, a top business school in the nation was a, was a great accomplishment and, and accomplishing that sophomore year and being accepted in was a huge task. Now that's outstanding. How about your, your greatest hardship that you've overcome in life? Thankfully, Thankfully, I've had a lot of good people around me. So when when times have got tough and troubles have got where you're not sure where things are going, they, they're always there to watch my back and always there to help me get through things. But I would definitely say my greatest hardship was probably when I was little and just finding myself and who I was. 
Uh, you can read more of the article, by the way, to, to hear Connor's story. He goes into great detail on this. It's outstanding. How about your hero? Who's your hero in life? My hero? Um, I would have to say my hero is my father. He's always been there for me. He's Whenever I've needed him, he's always been there for me. And he's just the man I look up to and is always patient with all of us and always giving to all of us that he's um, he's definitely my hero. That's outstanding. Uh, great answers there, Connor. It's been, it's been great to chat with you. Last question before I let you go here. Talked about you going up against Solomon Thomas in high school. You've, placed, you've played against a, a bunch of the top players in the country at the University of Texas at the collegiate level. Is there one edge rusher you're looking forward to challenging yourself against once you get to this next level? Um, of course, in the NFL, every every edge rusher every week is going to be top of the notch. And so just taking it week by week and being able to go against each individual edge rusher that has their individual charm and individual strengths is going to be um, – it's going to be a good time, and it's going to be something I look forward to. That's a very polished answer by somebody that's not looking to call out anybody uh, before he gets on an NFL field. Hey, Connor, I appreciate you taking the time, man. It's great to chat with you. We're going to be in touch as we go towards the draft. We're looking forward to, to following your journey. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Well, Bucky, as you could tell there, I'm a really, really intelligent kid and uh, somebody that's got a, a pretty unique story there in Connor Williams. Very unique story when you think about the things that he had to endure coming up. But he's come through on the other side. Also, Planet Texas, big stage, big player, has played very, very well. Excited to see what he can do at the next level. Yeah, fun player to watch and looking forward to getting to know him a little bit more as we march towards the draft. Uh, let's get over to some college picks. We've got some bowl picks to go through here. Before we do that, we can take a look at Bucky's favorite board that we have on the show. Uh, that's the standings here from these picks. And Kent and Selly tied there at the very top. I'm nipping at their heels. Bucky goes hero or zero with his bowl game picks. He could get right back in this thing real quick-like. Buck, you ready to jump into some of these games? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's jump in here. Starting with two-point game of the week. We've got a couple of them. Obviously, the two playoff games. Clemson versus Alabama. Who do you like and why? Uh, I'm going to go with Alabama. I think Alabama's experienced on this stage. And I know they played Clemson a handful of times. They know each other. But when was the last time we've really seen Alabama viewed as an underdog? I think they relished this opportunity to knock off Clemson. And I think the difference is last year Deshaun Watson had to really pull out some Superman-like heroics to get this done. I don't know if Kelly Bryant can do it. I don't think he's as polished a passer as Watson was. And I think when you're a one-dimensional player playing against an Alabama defense that's going to tee off and really be physical at the point of attack I think you're gonna to have to throw it I just don't know if Kelly Bryan is good enough because of that I'm going with Alabama yeah I, I originally picked Clemson and then I was going through and working on guys for the draft and I did a couple players on this Alabama defense and the more I watched them I thought I can't pick against Nick Saban with this group of dudes with a full month to get ready for Clemson not a week because you remember they played in the championship game the last two years that's a that's a week worth of preparation this is Nick yep. Saban with the month to get ready for these guys and Kelly Bryant's a good player he's not Sean Watson I like Alabama as well so do Sully and Kent so we're unanimous there rolling with the tide let's get to Oklahoma Georgia I'm going to go to this game the Rose Bowl it's a two-point game of the week as well Buck uh who do you like and why I'm going to go with Georgia. I think at the end of the day, Georgia's defense is going to impose their will on Oklahoma. And I know Oklahoma is fast, but I think the overall physicality of not only that defense, but of the running game eventually wears Oklahoma down. I think this is going to be a slugfest, a slugfest. And I don't know if they're prepared to have to play in the Big 12. I just think Georgia has something about it. I think they have their way with Oklahoma. I think they take them to the shed. Whoa, take them to the shed. That's strong. 
Oh, physically, yeah. I think this is gonna be a physical beatdown. I think this is gonna be. I think they're gonna beat them up real good. Yeah, this reminds me a lot of what I heard before that Sugar Bowl that I went and watched when Oklahoma was playing. Oh, uh, that was years ago. Was I heard years about. Ago. I heard about the the big bad SEC and, and Bob Stoops. Ago. Bob Stoops didn't want to hear any of it. And then uh, and then after the game, I think Alabama said, "Ah, oh, we didn't really care about that game. You know, we weren't really trying yeah, yeah. hard in that game." I, yeah, so apparently, think, Bucky, you're buying into that line of thinking, huh? Oh, I think this is Holly Holm, Ronda Rousey. I think this is I think this is going to be a knockout. I think it's going to be in, in brutal fashion. I think Georgia's going to get up in them real good. All right, Georgia, real good. I love the Georgia run game. I think they'll score points offensively. They'll be physical. But I look at this Oklahoma team and what they did to Ohio State's defensive front, which is more talented than the Georgia defensive front they're going to see. And I watch Baker Mayfield carve them up like a Christmas turkey. Uh, I think he's going to do the same thing here to Georgia. I like Oklahoma to get this done. They seem to step up when they play against these SEC teams. I don't think they match up as well with another team that has the firepower. Uh, when you look at somebody, you know, if they were to run into a Clemson, I think that would be a tougher matchup for them. Uh, but, man, I don't uh, – SEC, the Oklahoma eats SEC teams for breakfast. They, they love playing these SEC teams. So, so they say, so they say, but what you didn't have before, you didn't have the Heisman Trophy jinx. Oh, yeah, you got the Heisman Trophy winner. You got Baker Mayfield. Got all that. He been on the buffet circuit. He didn't go to Disneyland. Month, they said of, he was under the weather. Couldn't go to Disneyland. Yeah, kind of basking, basking, reading his, you know, reading his press clippings. I think this is a perfect time to bring him back to earth. Come I, on, dog. I feel, I feel Come good. About, I feel better about this looking at the sheet because Kent Stradamus likes Oklahoma as well. So he's with me. You and Sully paired up on Georgia. Uh, Ken Stradamus, we're tied at the top. Ken Stradamus. Oh, but Ken has a longer track record. Who won the thing last year? Uh, yeah, on the on the championship five point random came up with five points for the title game, and he wins by like a point. All right, Kent, who won last year? Is it you? Yeah, I was Kent. Yeah, that's what all right. All right, okay. right you can get his semantics and specifics. I don't really care about that. I, I ride with the winners. It's a winner's car. Uh, Ohio State, USC. I'm going to go to this game. This is the Cotton Bowl here, Bucky. <clears throat> Uh, lone wolf in it, and again, that's why I appreciate you. You will take out. You, you do not choke up. You're not a choke up guy. You get the bottom of the barrel. You might even put your 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 pinky beneath the barrel. You're one of those guys. It's just gonna and just well, maybe who a little twitch here, a little bat twitch, and then uh, Gary Sheffield like, and then just come yeah. out of your shoes. I love it. Oh yeah, we're swinging for defenses on this one. I, I can't believe you are going against SC. I mean, like a gosh. DJ. I'm long accused as a USC I homer. Mean, long been I mean, accused. Look. Call it like I said, I mean, Bucky. Ohio State's got a better on, football team. Come on, man. We talked about the quarterback. Sam on a big stage in a big game, an opportunity to kind of reverse the narrative that may be out there about him. I think he has been relishing the opportunity to go at this defense. And look, we talked about Baker Mayfield carving them up. This might be a game where we see Sam Donald go bananas because this wide receiver core on the outside, they got some talented dudes. They play the young guys, Michael Pittman, Tyler Vaughns. I think we see SC light it up. And with Rojo. In the backfield, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. I don't know if Ohio State is up for the task. Yeah, look, I could see this. I could actually see this game going either way. I just have been studying Denzel Ward, who's an absolute freak show. He's well, You're going to love digging into him, Buck. He is outstanding. I see a mixture of Pac-Man Jones and some old-school Antoine Winfield in his play. Uh, so I think he's going to race one of those talented wide receivers you talk about. Now we'll see if USC can block that front. I, it's it's it is to me it's it's a close game. I could go either way. I ended up going with Ohio State in that one. How about the Orange Bowl, Wisconsin and Miami? This is an intriguing game. It is an intriguing game, and I'm looking right now. We have a sweep. I think I'm gonna have to hit that button. Whoa! I think I'm gonna have to hit the reversal button. I think I'm gonna go with the Wisconsin Badgers because I feel like the being. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like I feel like everyone is disrespecting. You going Bucky? Badger. You going Bucky Badger? 
Absolutely. I feel like they've been disrespected. And and here's why I'm going to say that. This is a team that is really good on defense. They've done a really good job of locking most people up. And I know we're going to talk about Miami and their speed, but Miami's wide receivers are all hurt. Wisconsin's going to get after them. Now, I know Wisconsin's quarterback may give them a couple, but at the end of the day, I'm looking for the Badgers to snatch that chain. At the end of the game, Bucky Badger have on the turnover chain. He'll be dancing in the streets. Buck, didn't you buy Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game? Did you buy that one? I did, and I feel like they could have and should have won. So you're not backing off. You're doubling down. No, I'm not backing off. I'm doubling down. I think this is one they do it because I think the U is not quite what we're making them out to be. Bucky Badger will have on the chain at the end of the game. Oh, that's bold. I love that. Uh, make sure that gentleman that just walked by gets on his flight in time too, by the way. <laughs> uh, I, I, we're, the rest of us are going to go with Miami in that one. Auburn UCF. Uh, Bucky again. God bless you. I love it, man. Swing for the fences. Go take your take your nights. Oh, come on, man. Scott Frost playing his last game. He loves the kids. He only came back for the kids. It's all about the kids. I think this is a great It's a great send-off. I think they're going to horse him up on the shoulders at the end of the thing when they carry him out of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. This is the one. This is the one. UCF, they show the big, bad SEC that they're not quite what they think they are. UCF puts up a bunch of points on Auburn. Speaking of uh, talented corners, I was talking about Ohio State and Denzel Ward. Mike Hughes, the corner for Central Florida, another one you're going to enjoy watching. He is outstanding. They've got some talent on that UCF team. It's not the little engine that could. they got legit NFL dudes. I just think Auburn's defensive front, I think they're the difference in this game. Uh, the rest of us here ended up rolling with Auburn. Penn State, Washington. It looks like we're all unanimous on this one, too, unless you want to change your mind, Buck. Oh, man, that's tough. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm going to go with UW. I think UW finds a way to get it done. I think their defense is better. They'll be able to lock those guys up on the outside. I still look for Saquon Barkley to have a pretty big game. Uh, he's a talented player. Maybe not as a runner, maybe as a receiver. He has to have maybe 200 scrimmage yards for Penn State to have a chance. I'm still going to go with UW. Yeah, I like uh, I like UW as well. The rest of us, we're all rolling with UW here. Vita Ve, you see a picture of him here on the screen. I think he is a bona fide stud. I can't say how high he's going to go, but higher. Uh, he is he is Haloti not a 2.0. He is outstanding. So I think you keep an eye on him. That's going to be his going out party there. You're in Orlando, Buck, for the uh, what's the name of this? The Camping World Bowl, Virginia yeah, Tech. Camping World. Virginia Tech, Okie State. Here you're gonna get a chance to take this one in, and you can report back to us after the game's over. But who do you like to win it? I'm going with Vitek. I'm going with the Hokey Pokies. I think their defense is going to really stymie. Oklahoma State and the Cowboys. I know Oklahoma State is really good on the outside. The quarterback is really a nice fit in this system. But I think the way Bud Foster gets after quarterbacks, I think it's going to make it tough. It's going to make life miserable for Oklahoma State. This is the upset that you need to pay attention to. Virginia Tech with the win. All right, Bucky Lone Wolfing on that one. Oklahoma State. It's this really kind of a, a case of offensive firepower versus some defensive playmakers. So is it going to be a high-scoring game? Is it going to be a low-scoring game? I have no clue. Uh, I just think Oklahoma State ends up on top in this one when it's all said and done. Better quarterback play, and uh, they find a way to do it. Let's look at the rest of the remaining games here. Uh, we've got a few left here. We've got Stanford, TCU, uh, Bucky and myself rolling with TCU, Notre Dame, LSU. I've got Notre Dame, Bucks going to LSU, Michigan State, Washington State. Uh, I'm going to be at that tonight. That's the Holiday Bowl. I'll be there for that one. I've got Michigan State. Bucky is going with the Fighting Luke Folks with Washington State here. So we'll see how this all ends up. Uh, points, they move up a little bit. A little more point value as we get into these uh, playoff games, Buck, and I look for you to make a tremendous comeback. It could be an all-timer if you can come back and get in this thing. It'd either be an all-timer or it'd be on the basketball season. <laughs> 
Hey, well, I got some good news for the folks out there, though. If you're if you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, even if you have a side gig, let me introduce you to Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Grasshopper lets you send and receive calls and text from your new business phone number. That way you can run your business from anywhere and respond to clients quickly with Grasshopper's mobile apps. Grasshopper, sign up today. Go to grasshopper.com slash sticks to get $20 off your first month. That's grasshopper.com slash sticks. There you go. Grasshopper. Get your grasshopper on. Hey, fun show today, Buck. A little uh, bi-coastal there. Nice job in the airport there in Orlando. I didn't hear anybody come over the PA. It doesn't sound like anybody tripped over a bag. You found yourself a nice little spot there. Were you in the Sky Lounge? Where you at there? Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the Delta Sky Lounge. I'm tucked away in the back, away from all the people, trying not to be um, that annoying guy that's on the phone. But we did it. We made it through. Nice. Nicely done. Hey, have fun at that game. Uh, I'm looking forward to going on a little bowl swing. I think you're going to be – are you going to be at the Fiesta as well? I will. I will check you out at the Fiesta Bowl. All right. Breakfast in Phoenix uh, before the Fiesta Bowl. We'll, we'll recap all these bowl games next week, and we'll have, uh, for those that don't know, again, Sunday slash Monday pod, Tuesday pod, which we'll probably get into all these college football games and recap them, and then a Thursday pod where we'll be previewing and looking ahead. You can find all our videos, nfl.com slash mtsvideo. Uh, you can also check them out on youtube.com slash nfl all right that was a fun episode a lot of ground covered looking forward to the final week of the nfl season then it's postseason time a little playoff football doesn't get any better than that he is bucky brooks i'm daniel jeremiah this has been the move the sticks podcast presented by the ford f-series hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time thanks for downloading move the sticks with daniel jeremiah and bucky brooks for more go to nfl.com slash podcasts You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.